Welcome to the Ray Infinity Show podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Ray, and this is episode number 88. The first episode, the first podcast episode of 2023. Yes, guys, I took the entire week off. Well, I took the last week off of December of, of 2022 because it was Christmas and the first week off of 2023 because New Year's Eve, New Year's. So I just wanted to get get to uh, have a little extra break from doing the podcast, but I'm back doing it now. And so, yeah, I mean, I got, I, I got a little too comfortable because like, um, I, I had to get back into the groove of doing the show because, um, I, like I said, I got a little too comfortable. So I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to get back on schedule right now where I'm going to try to do one episode, like one to two episodes every week. I'm going to try to do that. Like I'm not going to, for right for a while, I'm not going to be doing like like three, four, five, six episodes a week. I I don't know if I will be able to do that. I'm just going to try to stick, try, try to keep it anywhere from between one and two episodes because that, that's a good start right here. Like, I need to get back into the groove, so yeah, because I'm a little rusty and I need to get a little less comfortable. So yeah, I can enjoy just doing the show because I just been sitting around and having a lot of free time, like just having fun. Like I've been playing a lot of video games and watching a lot of TV lately, so. Yeah, like I need, like I said, I just gotta get back into back into the swing of things. So yeah, it'll get it'll get it'll I'll, it'll get better over time. So yeah, I'm just gonna enjoy it right here. <laughs> All right, here we're gonna get into the first topic here today. <clears throat> Let me pull this up. <clears throat> As you guys know, like um, Republicans took control of the House in the midterms, a very very slim majority in the in the, in the House. They lost the Senate. Well, they didn't even have the Senate to begin with. Like, um, they just lost one. They lost an extra seat. But think, but because of Kristen, Kirsten Cinema, um, became an independent now. Now it's down to just we just lost. Um, it's like fifty, forty nine, and one. So we don't have to worry about like um, like some things like we won't. We we'll still will still happen. Like, but thing is, like at least the Democrat majority isn't as powerful as it once was. So yeah, we have to at least think. We have to at least be thankful for that. So we things can stay good at least for a little longer right now mm. but republicans underperformed in t- in in the house they got the house but they vastly vastly underperformed like they had the same majority that the democrats had going into the midterms so yeah and now the republicans have that so yeah it, it, it is what it is it, ju- it just is so yeah mm. but as you guys know it was pretty obvious that McCarthy was going to be the one that a lot was was going to be pushed to be the Republican leader in the House. Of course, it was. Even people like Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene, they they pushed for it. They wanted him to be. Which, like I said, when I was on, when I was talking with Osiris like yesterday or the other day before. Some it was either yesterday or the day before. And like, and man, I was like, come, I I'm losing trust with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Trump a lot. I I didn't want to get to that point, but I am because. You're supposed to be. Hopefully, hopefully that got better, guys. Sorry about that. Like I said, the audio will always keep continue um, breaking up. Like I don't know what what causes that, but it just does. There's really nothing I can do to stop that. So yeah. But yes, like um, the fact that Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene um pushed for McCarthy, and because McCarthy is against them, what they truly believe in, but they pushed them. Like 
I've I've lost I've been I've lost a lot of trust in both of them. Like a lot of people who I'm big fans of. Like I'm the only one I I'm I'm still cautious about, but I haven't lost really near that much trust is Matt Gates because of how much he attacked McCarthy in like the in like um the the speaker vote. Like he and he pushed for Trump or Jim Jordan to be. And that was some really cool stuff right there. Really, really cool. Like McCarthy I forgot how many times he lost, but it was like 11, 12, maybe 13 times straight times he lost the the speaker vote in the in the in the house and then won it and then won it eventually because like um I, I they were pushed from what I can tell at least from this just from what I can tell they the Republicans were pushed to do that so yeah like it's pretty weird stuff going on so yeah I a lot of these people in Congress I don't trust at all like a lot of them I've started to not like them or or be as faithful to them as much as much as I th- as much as I would be before this but because of this like man 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 it's just it's getting scary guys and when I say scary I mean scary <laughs> but yeah <laughs> uh, okay yeah <laughs> but yeah and McCarthy did win he did win the speaker vote like I said and we're gonna read this article from Breitbart talking about it <clears throat> Breitbart's Joel Pollard on Fox LA House Speaker battle a disaster for Republicans, and of course it was. Republicans barely gained back the the House when they were predicted to get a a huge a huge majority, a, like a huge tsunami majority in the House, and they just barely won the House, like barely. And they had they only they only have like um the same majority that Democrats had going into this. And the main reason they the, the reason they have the majority is because of Florida and New York, like Florida and New York solely is what gave them um, Republicans control in the House. If it wasn't for those two, they would not have. Like we, and there was a there was predicted to be like a red wave, and there wasn't any red wave. So, so yeah, like it was probably more of these rhino like moderate Republicans that that voted for McCarthy, like people who, yeah. Let's just get into the article. Uh, yeah. Breitbart, Breit, excuse me, Breitbart news editor at large Joel Pollack recently appeared on Fox 11 in Los Angeles to discuss the latest battle in Congress over the next Republican Speaker of the House. And boy, it was an embarrassment, not just for Republicans, but for the country as a whole, because the fact they had to push, they're pushing someone like McCarthy. Yeah. Appearing alongside Democrat advisor Brian Goldsmith, Joel Pollack addressed some of the motives behind the opposition to Republican Kevin McCarthy's bid for House Speaker. Yeah, a position he finally clinched after 15 ballots. 15, my mistake. I thought it was um, 13, but apparently it was 15. Yeah, and multiple rounds of negotiations with 20 Freedom Caucus Republicans who opposed him, a.k.a. the Rebels. People like Matt Gates. Yeah. <sighs> They're frustrated with the party establishment, and yes, they are, so am I. They're frustrated with Washington, of course I am. They don't trust the Republican Party leadership, and they're really angry about the omnibus spending bill that passed last year in the closing weeks. The fact Republicans allowed that to happen, just, yeah, it, it showed what their true intentions were. It, it just did, so, and that pissed me off that they even allowed that to go through. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, and this is how they're expressing it, Pollard said in us summarizing the rebels' motives. They feel nobody listens to them. And in, rea- in reality, that's actually a fact. The establishment does not listen to them whatsoever. 
Like these people, these rebels, they're probably, they, these are America first people. And like people like McCarthy, they're not America first. They're against, um, the, they're part of the establishment. And because Trump and now Marjorie Taylor Greene um, um, backed him, yeah. And also I forgot to mention, not with just Matt Gates, but Lauren Boebert. Like literally she, she expressed in the House that um, President, that Trump called her and a bunch of other Republicans that did not vote for McCarthy and told, and he wanted, and he told them to vote for him because that's who he wanted and thought that's what should happen. And they all told him, and they told him no, that, that's just what happened. Apparently, um, from what I can tell, some of them caved enough. So that's how McCarthy became the speaker. And you guys can clearly see just how what where that led to. So, yeah. Despite that, Pollock, Pollock said, said he did not agree that the battle over McCarthy's um, speakership was the correct form to stage a rebellion against the establishment due to the fact House Republicans have a more conservative caucus this time around. No, 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 no. McCarthy is not, is not, does not go with what we want, man. Why are you pushing for that? You know, McCarthy is part of the establishment trying to, he's, he's really in bed with the Democrats and probably the elitist types of people. That's what he is. That's what the establishment, establishment is. And you're still pushing for this. So yeah. And it's got, and it's not more um, conservative. It's more liberal. That's what it's, it is. <clears throat> They're really picking a fight with the leadership just to pick a fight, said Pollock. No, they're not. There aren't any policy or ideological differences between the mainstream of the Republican Party and this fraction. <laughs> My God. <laughs> this is largely about personalities. And if you want to be uncharitable, it's about a general sense of frustration with Republican leaders. Mm. Nope, with the establishment. Brian Goldsmith had a less than charitable summarization of the of the of the of the fight, saying it stems from the entertainment wing of the party, and that is much more focused on clicks and hits and profiting from conflict in Washington. As to the overall implications, Puller called the fight a disaster, saying it signaled a, the average voter that Republicans have no interest in governing by wasting a week in picking a House speaker instead of focusing on the key issues, border security, inflation, and oversight. Here's the thing, though. When you have someone who, like an establishment person at the head as the speaker, the one in charge, you're not going to be able to get those issues done anyway. So what's the difference, man? Can you really explain to me? You're still not going to get the issues done. So why would you put someone who who you who do, do, not, do not like as the head of the, of the house? I'm just saying. Why? Yeah. The, the rebels have made it much more difficult for Republicans to govern, said Polark. They have weakened the Republican caucus in Washington, and the Democrats are sitting back and enjoying the show. Yeah, they are. Because um, the, you, you guys are actually going along with them. Not only are they frustrating Kevin McCarthy's legislative agenda, but they're sending a message to voters. You guys are sending a message to voters. Both parties are sending a message to voters. <laughs> Republicans are not serious about governing. Governing. This is a disaster for Republicans. The people that voted them in office, the voters wanted to see action on the border. They wanted to see action on spending. They wanted to see action on inflation, and they're not seeing any of that, he added. They're, they're not going to be able to get it done with McCarthy, man. I'm just trying to tell you that. So it doesn't make any sense for, for that to happen. Why vote for someone who's not even going to do, do it? For real. Can you explain that? It, it, that literally makes no sense to me. Not even a little. Can you please, please explain that? I really would like to hear. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Now let's play this video right here. 
I want to hear what they're saying right here about it. This bring this right up. Mm -hmm. Come on. I'm Alex Michaels, and this week the issue is the hard-fought battle for House Speaker. Bakersfield's Kevin McCarthy making history in the midst of an exhausting week. With us from Washington, Republican Congressman Mike Garcia from Santa Clarita. And our panel to break it down, Brian Goldsmith on the left and Joel Pollack on the right. They also weigh in on a historic week in California. The issue is Gavin Newsom inaugurated for the second time. Why this year would be so different. The issue is starts right now. Broadcasting across California, you're watching The Issue Is. And welcome to The Issue Is. I'm Alex Michelson. This week, Kevin McCarthy of Bakersfield saw more ballots for Speaker of the House than anyone in over 100 years. Hmm. He ended this week by finally getting over yeah. the threshold and will now lead the chamber with a very thin margin. It's yeah. certainly very thin. easy to get there. With us now from Capitol Hill is Mike Garcia, Republican congressman from Santa Clarita. Mm -hmm. Congressman, what a week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he must be exhausted at this point. What is your big takeaway from this crazy experience uh, you all have been going through? <laughs> well, honestly, it's a continuation of everything I've seen. You know, I came in in the middle of 2020, right in the middle of COVID, the pandemic, uh, and, and the last uh, two and a half years has been pretty tumultuous. So this is just a continuation of that. Uh, it's been a, it's been a little frustrating. I'm not going to lie. This isn't, you know, the ideal way to go about, elite, uh, you know, electing the, the next speaker of the House when you just get the majority back. And um, it's been a, a, a lot longer than just the last four days. In fact, we've been going through these machinations for the last two months uh, with our, uh, you know, Republican conference elections first, where Kevin McCarthy got about 90 percent of the vote then. Uh, it's a thin majority, and this is what happens when you don't have, uh, you know, these massive majorities. Everything's a negotiation, and, and but in this case, I think this is better for the country in the end. I, I know you've expressed your frustration with your Republican colleagues this week. A group of you came out. Um, what did you say privately, internally? Did you ever go up to these people and just say, like, what the H, dude? Like, <laughs> how yeah, is it? I, Take I, us inside the room a bit. Yeah, and everyone, you know, it's it's amazing as 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 uh, disparate of a spectrum the political spectrum can be, right? From the most conservative to the most moderate, you also have that spectrum of personalities, and it's not they're not always you know correlated to where they are on the political spectrum. So you, you, for me, I was I was just having conversations with human beings because what you find out is sometimes it's the policies and the issues that they're concerned about. Sometimes it's a personal thing; they just don't like Kevin McCarthy. Um, and sometimes they, they want to get to yes, but they, they haven't seen something. And one of the one of the gentlemen I sat down with, he says, hey, I'm like, I, I like what I'm being told. Just none of this stuff has been put in writing. And I, I just need to see it in writing, Mike. And, uh, you know, later that night, uh, uh, the leadership was able to put in in, in a writing. This, this was last night. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, and he got comfortable and then changed his vote. And I think uh, in the end, uh, the, the most noble fights are the toughest ones. And not every victory is easy, but uh, we're going to be victorious on this one. Are you concerned, though, about the path forward in terms of actually governing? If getting the speakership was this hard, you're going to have to yeah. do this again to get stuff passed. And there are some that say that Kevin McCarthy may have given up a lot of his power in order to get this job, which might make being speaker harder. Uh, what do you say to critics that say getting stuff done is going to be almost impossible going forward? Yeah, it's going to be difficult, uh, no doubt. One of the rules is to allow just one person to to vote to, to bring to uh, a, 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 a vote 
a motion to vacate the chair, which is the removal of the Speaker of the House, right? Mm -hmm. So this rule is like Kevin McCarthy dousing himself in fuel and then handing out 435 matches. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's going to be tough. Uh, and, and Matt Gates uses the metaphor, this is a straitjacket. Uh, I don't think it's that restrictive, but um, in the end, uh, we, we, we need to be led by leaders who have pure and selfless intent and 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 we need a majority that governs in the same way and i, I think we're going to be successful but it's there's going to be some drama mixed in here once in a while just like all all families have are you concerned that matt gates might light that match uh i i think i you know i'm concerned that anyone would light the match and and, and, and if they do that there's going to be conversations there's there's going to be dialogue obviously and this could slow down progress um um, so yeah, is the short answer. I'm I'm concerned uh, that if we don't communicate, that if we don't all get alignment, that that anything, the the renaming of a post office, right, in in Santa Clarita, could be a dramatic bill if if mm -hmm. if five people decide that the, they want it to be a a, a dramatic thing. Because of all this drama this week, there's been like very little conversation about actual issues. Uh, but one issue that I know that you see as so important, and that is so important, is what's happening right now at the southern border. Uh, uh, and President Biden is headed there for the first time of his presidency this weekend. Um, what do you hope that he sees there? Well, it doesn't matter what I hope he sees. Uh, I've been to the places he's going to now a couple of times, and, and I'll tell you what he is actually going to see. He's going to see uh, Border Patrol facilities that are absolutely inundated uh, with illegal God, He's actually going to look into he's them. He's going to see Border Patrol agents that are spending more time processing these folks and, and in some cases, uh, sending them to the airports. Um, he's going to see a humanitarian crisis that, that frankly brought me to tears when I saw it. I was in a, in a, in a facility uh, outside of El Paso, uh, just you know three miles north of the border, where I saw a five-year-old uh, little girl unescorted, uh, and she was escorting her two-year-old little brother. And I spoke oh. to her in Spanish, she didn't speak a lick of English, and I asked her her situation, and she said that her family dropped her off with the cartel, the cartel dropped her off at the border, Border Patrol agents uh, uh, rescued her just on our side of the border, and she's been in this facility, she doesn't know what she's doing, she doesn't know where she's going or who's, who's picking her up, uh, and, and it was heart-wrenching, Alex, I, I, I literally was brought to tears, and it was probably one of the most powerful experiences in this office yeah. that I've seen, and so I, I hope sick. he sees those things. I I, I hope he, he doesn't see the political uh, side of this, that this isn't a political thing. This is a humanitarian crisis, and this isn't good for the folks coming across the border. Um, it, it's, it's sad to me that this is the first time he's gone, but he, he doesn't actually need to go to, to understand that this is a problem. Uh, we're okay. going to uh, – this has been such a week uh, that we want to end with something a little fun. We, we okay. play something on this show called Okay, like um, I think I think we've heard enough of that. So yeah, you guys get the general idea right there. It's gotten pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you clearly get it right there. Like um, like I said, I think on Osiris's show like a day or two ago ago, I think that a lot of people in the in Congress that we really love and really like, they're actually controlled opposition. Like I'm starting to believe Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of them. It, it, it's mad. I'm. I'm. Not, I did not want to get to that point, but I am pretty. I'm about there. Now she's friends with Gates, and Gates was um, attacking McCarthy and stuff like that. And she's obviously big friends with Gates, so I don't know if I trust Gates or anything like that. So I. Ha I don't know. I have to see more. So it, it's going to get pretty 
it's going to get much weirder. So, yeah, how things have to go along. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but besides that, <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on to the next topic here today. As you guys know, I'm a big football fan. I talk about football all the time. I, I didn't get a chance to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it right now. As you guys know, you probably have all heard about DeMar Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin is a football player for the Buffalo Bills in the NFL. And they were and the Buffalo Bills were playing the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. The game was tied up at well, the game I should take I should say that the Bengals were winning seven to three in the first quarter. Then all this then this happened. After a tackle that DeMar Hamlin made, he all of a sudden collapsed. Like literally, he collapsed for no effing reason whatsoever. Like after he made the tackle, he stood up for like a few seconds, then just fell down, and he didn't move at all. And then literally, the people came on aboard, and like they literally were trying to get give him breathalyzers. Well, not breathalyzers, but they were trying to resuscitate him because they were trying to get oxygen into into him because like he was literally dying, literally dying. And they found out that um, it was I originally I thought it was a heart attack, but we found out that it was just um. Um, the cardiac cardiac arrest. We're like a heart attack. Where with difference between that and a heart attack is heart attack is like um your blood gets um you get you get a, a basically a, a clot in your heart somewhere around there. You can't pump any blood. A cardiac arrest, your heart just stops all of a sudden, just all of a sudden stops for no effing reason. And like it was pretty scary. Like I thought that guy was gonna die. Like I wasn't watching the game live. Like. When it happened, like um, I I I didn't watch tune into the game till like just afterwards because I, I didn't know what was happening. I decided to turn it on and I saw that it was going on, and then I went back and looked at the video. By the way, there is video of it, and I will not be showing it here because I don't. It's just it, it's just tough, man. I like, I don't think that should be something that's played here, like on on a on a podcast. Like at least not mine. I'm not going to have it because it's pretty scary stuff. Like I don't want to have to deal with that. <sighs> it's pretty scary though. Mm -hmm. And then like, um, Damar was rushed to the hospital. Like he was literally rushed to the hospital with them, with, with his family in there. Like literally his family was scared to death that he was going to die. And for days, many, many days, he was in the, he was um in the hospital unconscious in critical condition. Now he has woken up and he like he's been able to talk now. Like he's not I don't think he's in critical condition anymore. At least I don't believe he is. And yeah, he was doing like a mess. He was doing like a video chat with his teammates and stuff like that. Like he even told his he asked his teammates when he woke up. Well, not his teammates, he asked the people, the doctors that were taking care of him that did they win the game. But the guy literally almost died and he was asking if they won the game. Like the game was canceled, and it was um like the game's not happening. They just canceled it because like of the situation that happened. I'm not sure. Like it, it was a pretty hard situation, so they had to kind of do something like that. They they had to. They didn't. The NFL didn't have a choice because they had to respond to that in some sort of way, at least some way that was respectful. Like trying to, and they were actually had to try to do good, and they were. And like man, it just went off board. Like it went off board <sighs> easy. <sighs> Ugh. Sorry guys, I'm a little tired right here. I'm yeah, but yeah, I'm trying to get back to doing this right here. <clears throat> and it was scary, guys. It was truly, truly scary. And also, Damar Hamlin, he also he has his own little charity, believe like a toy drive-through, I believe, where like he gives um toy like um in Pennsylvania, I believe, where like they give toys to like um um un, uh, to like kids like 
like um kids that are underappreciated or like weren't or have her in bad in places or stuff like that. Like he even had a GoFundMe set up about it, a go an actual GoFundMe where the like um the where like the goal was like two thousand five hundred dollars, I believe. And now it's that, and now ever since like he this accident that happened where he almost died on the field, it's gotten up to like eight point five million, I believe, somewhere around there. Like legitimately, like it's just take a look, guys. Take a a look at this. Well, eight point five million. Let me refresh. Maybe this is maybe it's a little more. Oh yeah, yeah. And look, yeah, like I said, two thousand five hundred dollars was the goal, and it's got eight point five million. We're two two hundred forty three, um, just under two hundred forty four um k, just under it, and look and look, look at all these top donationers, people, um, the Corpado. I don't know who actually don't know who they are, but I um necessarily, but <laughs> but you also got the Indianapolis Colts. They donated um um twenty five thousand. You had um the New England Patriots um donate eighteen thousand. Like, there's a lot of people here. You had the Bucks donate fifteen thousand. Uh, Matthew Stafford, who's a quarter, who's the quarterback for the Rams, donated twelve thousand. Um, the Browns donated. Um, the Cleveland Browns donated ten thousand. The, the Texans donated ten thousand. Sh- um, Sean McVay ten thousand. Russell Wilson ten thousand. Tom Brady, the goat, donated ten thousand. Um, R- Rob Gronkowski. Um, who else? Like, um, let's see. I'm trying to. See. Mike Evans, so yeah, <laughs> he don't Devonte Adams. Uh, uh, who else? Chris Jericho, the wrestler, he donated well five thousand twice, so he's donated ten thousand total. Yeah. Um, okay, who is this? I don't know if that's I don't know if that's Robert Griffin the third. I don't know if it is. It could be, but I don't know for a fact. Yeah. Um, Bill O'Brien, who is a former coach. Yeah. Oh, Rich Eisen donated three thousand too. 3,333. As you guys know who Rich Eisen is, he ha- he's a podcaster himself. Like, he does a sports podcast. It's really cool. I tune into it a lot. I'm a big, big fan of it. So, he, yeah. Uh, who else? Like, there's probably a few more of these people here. <sighs> Jeannie Buss, from, who's the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Uh, Shannon Sharp donated $200, $500. I might talk about that in a second, too. Josh McDaniels, well, I don't know if I will because I don't know if that's something I should be talking about on this podcast. So, yeah. But as you guys know with the Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless thing, I'm not going to talk about it, but you guys know what – if you guys saw the tweet that that Skip pointed out, like you can interpret it however you want to. Like um, it, it was – whatever you think about it, the wording wasn't exactly good, whatever your opinion is, because I'm not going to say what my opinion is on it. I'll just say it wasn't worded. It wasn't worded the best, and like it was pretty awkward because Shannon didn't go on undisputed that day. Um, the day after it happened, and he when he came back, he and Skip got into like an argument. Like um, yeah, I'm not gonna go full on into on that because I don't think it's something I need to or should because I don't think that's respectful. So yeah, but yeah. <sighs> As you can see right here, a lot of, um, a lot of Devin McCourty too. Like a lot of these people donated, like particularly football players or people in the sports industry donated. So yeah, like not and like not just that. Here, here's another interesting thing as well, right here. 
Like this is something interesting right here. Uh, this is tomorrow's um like um um Twitter page. Before he had like sixty something, well maybe sixty something thousand um, subscribers. I don't remember the exact amount, but it was somewhere around those the, those lines. And now ever since this his this accident with him happened, he has like just a little over six hundred fifty thousand subscribers. Like my my god like he he is he's bloated up like literally a lot of people have been have, are, are donated to this guy because of, of he almost died and rightfully so i think that was a good thing like so yeah that was really really good uh, and Demar tweeted something he posted something right here uh where is it oh right here here there it is if this is Damar in the hospital, because he's still he's going to have to be in the hospital for a long time because he had a cardiac arrest at 24 years old, which I'll get into that in a second. But yeah, he was 24 years old and had cardiac arrest, and he may not ever be able to play again. He may never ever be able to play, so because his life may be is may be at serious risk. So yeah, but I'm getting into it now. As you guys know, with the vaccine. Like there's a whole lot of theories behind this where like you've been seeing a lot of athletes collapse for no unexpected reason or dying for any unexpected reason. I don't know if it's because of that, but when you see a lot of these, um, the, let's just say these, um, sports, they've been mandating the vaccine, the COVID vaccine for everyone. Then all of a sudden you, you see a lot of players like having heart problems or like collapsing or blood clots or like, um, needed limbs amputated or anything like that. And this didn't happen before the vaccine. This did not, at least none that I'm aware of, at least not on this scale. And then all of a sudden, when the, all this was forced on, on all these players, it's all you started seeing, not just in the, this has started exploding. Like hundreds, well, dozens and dozens of athletes have been collapsing on the field for, for no unexpected reason. Like they're burning out. Like, having heart problems this never happened beforehand so can i can i for 100% 100% say that the vaccine was behind this i can't cuz i don't know for a fact but it just makes you a little curious when you see like all these like it seems like a lot of lot of coincidences where like you see a lot of these um athletes just collapse when this never happened before and they all took the vaccine so you have to really really look at this like like I said, I can't prove it. I can't prove it at all. But makes you curious. Makes you very, very curious. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, and like I'm looking um, at Twitter right now. Jeff from Paint the Trump says, if the vaccine vaccine works, why does it keep killing everyone? Yeah, man. Like, like I said, like for social media, like I can't. I can't, like, I have to say, I don't know for a fact if it doesn't work. I, I don't know for a fact if it's the thing killing people, but it makes you very, very curious why a lot of people have been collapsing, having heart problems, cancer problems, blood clots, limbs amputated, like, all this kind of stuff, like, or strokes, seizures, like, all this kind of stuff is, is stuff that never happened beforehand to a lot of these healthy people. And now all of a sudden it's happening. So what what's causing this? I really want to know. Like, is it 
Now, you someone can make an argument. Well, all these people, like they all have probably have the, um, a medical history, like maybe not to themselves, but in their bloodlines, they probably do. There probably are a lot of them. But all these, all this didn't happen before on this scale. Why is it all of a sudden happening on this scale right now when that never happened? Can someone explain that to me? Like, like man, I don't know. I like I said, can I can I prove that this is real? Can I prove that's what it what, what caused it? So, no, no, like, like I said, like, man, things are just going to get more and more and more and more weird. Like, yeah, man, I'm tired. So, yeah, but I will advise, I, like I said, I'm not a doctor, so I can't really give any medical advice, but I will just say, be very cautious with things going on. Like, just be cautious. That's all I can say, really. Like, do I, like I said, I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything about this. Like, I'm just like everyone else. We're like, I'm an uninformed citizen. That's all I am. So who knows? This is just an anecdotal evidence. Maybe it could be, could be nothing. Could be something. We don't know. Like this is going to get, it's, it's going to get a lot more interesting going forward. Like, um, like, and also it is pretty curious when you see that, um, all the Pfizer documents have been sealed for 70 plus years, I believe. Which is something that is pretty awkward. When why do you need to seal that seal that up? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like I said, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see because it's just going to get. Yeah, it's going to get even more crazy, guys. Going on in the future, it's going to get much, much more crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> And so, yeah, I, I just hope things work out for the best and hope things just get better. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, I'm going to wrap this episode up. Like, this is going to be a pretty short episode. Like, mainly the reason is because I'm getting back into the groove right now. Like, I'm, I want to go in. I, I don't want to go in, like, head heavy, like, right away. So, yeah, I'm just going to do a short. This episode right here is just going to be short right beforehand. So, like, I, I might do an episode tomorrow. Who knows? I might. I don't know for a fact. I might. It'll just be depend. It'll just depending depend on stuff. Like I said, I'm gonna try to do like anywhere from one to two episodes a week, one to two. Like it's gonna it's it's gonna be a bit. It's gonna take a while to get back into the grooving everything because like I had a break. I haven't had a break that long since um for over a year. So yeah, it's gonna get pretty pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. All right now. Make, all right now make sure make sure the if, if everyone watching this go down to the make sure I would like if you want to get any Ray Studios merchandise go down into the merchandise store in the in the description below and go to the Ray Studios merchandise store at spring.com I have everything from shirts and hoodies and mugs and all that kind of stuff like some pretty awesome merchandise where like yeah I got like has a bunch of classic Ray Studios stuff on it like classic logos I even have some um um ultimate maga shirts uh, an ultimate maga shirt in there too that's pretty cool I also have a Biden Fetterman 2024 shirt <laughs> Yeah Biden Fetterman 2024 it's a no brainer <laughs> Yeah I also have um Abrams well O'Rourke Abrams 2024 as well Yeah we can't lose this time we can't possibly lose so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, guys. <laughs> all right, all right now, all right now, everyone. Make sure to like this video and subscribe to this channel, and 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 like, well, subscribe here on subscribe here on Rumble and like this video here on Rumble too. 
Also, follow me on all the other social media platforms as well. I'm on all of them. And also follow me on all the podcast platforms as well. I'm on all of those too. All right, guys. I'm Ray, the host of the Ray Infinity Show podcast. This is episode number 88. Catch you guys later. Peace.